Welcome to Foundations, powered by Building Point. Join us each week as we discuss the world of building construction. All right, well, hello and welcome to this edition of Foundations, powered by Building Point. So here we are. My name is Corey Meyer, joined in studio by my compadre. So Chris. Hey. That was the most emphatic thing I've ever heard yeah, from you. Yeah, so. uh, I'm, I'm raring to go today. <laughs> so, and that's what we're here to do today is just to have a conversation about technology, about about where we are in this construction industry, in the larger AEC space. Um, just talk about some of the ideas, the concepts, um, some of the things that are floating around. And we're still getting through like that beginning of the year thing. And we've had a, a couple of good previous episodes um, the last one, we were actually sitting down um, with a couple of the guys from Trimble to talk about that that field workflow and how that's changed, which was a really great conversation. And then, you know, before that, we were talking about georeferencing. And I, I want to kind of take a step back again. There's so much change. There's so much stuff that we're talking about in this industry that that is doesn't look anything like it has previously. And I know, Chris, you and I just, even around the office, we just kind of keep shaking our head about how quickly stuff's changing, yeah. you know, how, you know the, the mixed reality, all that stuff that's coming into the construction space. And so we wanted to take a chance and just sit down and talk about where this thing is for, for 2018. Just kind of get a state of the union. We did that, remember, with David Moyer. Sure. Um, talked on the software side, but why don't we go and talk to the more of the field side of stuff, the traditional stuff. And so we brought in kind of Dave Moyer's counterpart on the on the field technology group side. And uh, this week we've, we're actually bringing in Joe Tomasino. So Joe, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Here in Florida. So it's so hard to get people to come to Florida in the middle of the winter. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I live in Chicago and it's uh, zero degrees there right now. So Yeesh. this was tough. Yeesh. This was tough to make it. <laughs> so we try to bribe them any way we can. Yeah, so please don't open up an office in Chicago. <laughs> So, Chris, by the way, we need to talk afterwards. Oh, so no. you've been you've been uh, promoted to branch manager. What, of the, what have I done? <laughs> so, but no, so Joe, we wanted to bring you in and kind of talk about 2018 with Trimble, and and there's been a lot of change on the building side of this, in the in the field to finish side of this, um, that we thought was kind of noteworthy and and exciting to talk about not so much from a what is Trimble doing but where the industry is going as well um and and we were talking offline you're an industry guy by by your nature sure and um you kind of came up the hard way through this stuff um so real quickly like let's just let's set the table and talk about where you've been um where you come from and then we'll jump into where we think the industry is going in 2018 does that sound like a plan sure sounds good okay so Joe's story. Joe's story. Uh, <laughs> so my background, I grew up in the uh, mechanical HVAC industry. Uh, my grandfather actually started a company uh, about 55 years ago, actually. Wow. Um, and so my family business is in Massachusetts and was banging tin when I was growing up. Uh, wow. Hanging duct. And, um, and I was actually using some technology on the estimating side before I uh, joined Trimble about nine years ago. So, so the bigger problem is you're a Red Sox and a Patriots fan. Well, that's I don't know if it's a problem in the past <laughs> few years. We've got some it championships is. to show for it. Yeah. But uh, most recently, we did have a disappointment. <laughs> I was going to say, how's that football championship going? <laughs> <laughs> But but so you come from this you come from this side of it so MEP is something that's kind of in your blood, um, and then as Trimble's kind of kind of change and morph and and that's definitely grown into a significant part of Trimble's focus going forward is not just not just layout but this entire trades workflow this entire construction workflow um, it's got to look a lot different than when you started as oh, you said banging ten that's completely different I mean. <laughs> Construction, obviously, never been known for uh, their adoption of technology over the years. And and what's what's mainly changed, in my opinion, is all of the different job conditions for our industry have, have really 
brought on the need for change, right? Uh, labor shortage coming up in 2018 is probably a big, like one of the biggest things in construction right now and finding ways to do things more productively, whether it be in the office side or obviously the field side where I'm focused today is, I mean, it's it's crucial. Those numbers are staggering. I, I, I was reading an article the other day and I was just like, I didn't know it was that bad. I mean, we're, we're all in this industry every day, but you start looking at this 2018 numbers and we have to do things differently. Like okay. it's it's no longer an elective position, right? It's no. <laughs> No, I mean, the, the, the job site conditions and, and the amount of time they're giving you to complete projects and the, the labor you're given, I mean, using technology is the only way. It's not it's not sort of whether you want to get into it, which obviously people elected not to get into it before uh, over time, and it's, it's not a choice anymore. Well, I mean, it seems like it's dire when you first talk about it that way, but then in all reality, it's like a perfect platform to spring forward, right? I mean, it's perfect opportunity to finally start hammering this stuff out and integrating it all. It helps make the stuff that we talk about every day around the office make its way into the real world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, all, all the great visions of grandeur that we have, and uh, here, hey, come to fruition. You know, and and it's and it's not just the labor side of it, right? I mean, we are finally seeing adoption of data. Um, we are finally seeing more intelligent models and stuff getting into the field, more rich models getting into the field. You know, the stuff that the stuff that Chris and those guys do every day is finally making its way out there. And so it's crazy to not take that investment that you're making on the pre-construction side and moving that into the into the field as well. You know, and we were talking, um, Joe, we were talking with one of your guys, um, David Bursick, earlier today on a video. And we were talking about this whole pre-construction side. And it's amazing how much we're talking now about technology and pre-construction where it's not just models, but it's how do you acquire the data? How do you analyze the data? How do you then take it back through mixed reality, through HoloLens and stuff? I mean, there's there's so many avenues where technology is now finally finding a fit that makes sense to be actionable and you can actually use it to do stuff with instead of just being like, I have data. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, moving, being able to move the data from, from the beginning to the end of a construction project and through every phase has been the biggest challenge over the years. Um, and now with the development and technology, that's that's getting solved sort of by companies like Trimble, but uh, really throughout the entire industry. So nice plug. You're allowed to do this. <laughs> it's got to pay the bills, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. So let's jump into that. I mean, 2018, you guys are you guys have a lot of stuff in the in the hopper. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming out. But but where do you see this on the on the hardware side in the traditional production environment? Like, where are some of the exciting areas and the hotspots that you're seeing as we're moving in that people should kind of keep an eye on as we go into the new year? Sure. Um, I mean, I w- I would say that that we've got tools on the layout side, and that's where we're, we're finding our deepest penetration that can really fit in any kind of uh, any kind of market. So where you traditionally wouldn't see it, whether it be with a, a wall contractor or a facade contractor, people that would always have used traditional tape measure or any kind of laser measuring device, uh, they're, they're able to utilize um, different robots we have in different parts of the portfolio. So uh, again, an instrument, a robotic layout unit, um, on whether it be the lower end all the way through the high end for for different contractors is is one of the exciting things for us is is not just certain contractors that can use it it's really across the entire continuum of the the building's process and isn't that is is that becoming more of a reality i mean i understand we, and we've talked about this a lot in this podcast about the simplification of the process right that as as we're able to add complexity to the model we can then begin to boil it down to be more simplistic out in the field you know mm-hmm. and we can begin to use that model intelligence to make things easier right. is is that largely because we are seeing that and we are seeing that a lot of the trades that would st- traditionally do things can, with conventional layout saying, hey, this isn't that bad of a lift. But then on the other side of it, they're getting this data input that's a lot more complex. They have to do something besides 
experience just going out there and pulling tape because the designs are dictating that. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, and Chris Chris runs into this all the time, and, and you can speak to this, but, you know, an inch bust in years past was never a big deal. But now people are starting to say, hey, you know, a guy's coming behind you with precision layout. Right. And they're saying, hey, you messed this up. And right. all of a sudden, they know you messed yeah, up. Yeah, the first guy out is like, cool, everything went great. And the next guy <laughs> yeah. out is like, no, who who did the first part, you know? Right. And, so. and when all those trays used to cascade and build on top of each other, it was never an issue. But I think that's one of the, the most interesting parts is that we are starting to trap those errors now. And it does cause coordination issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like knowing, knowing exactly where everything is in the building, would you think would be something obvious? But owners didn't have any kind of tool or sophistication to be able to, to see that. One of the things I think we're seeing in, in the industry in general, too, is a lot of the, the companies that are building some of these large structures now, Facebook, Google, Amazon, they're also technology companies. So when they're talking about how they're building their buildings or, or again, data centers is one of the big ones out there, they're requiring eighth inch as built accuracy. And, and they're, they're basically not accepting that, that they can't use technology to complete their building. So they're pushing the industry because the owners are themselves technology companies. And those owners are really also kind of expecting that investment that they make on data on the front side with the design team and stuff. You know, I think the other the other change in that shift is that they expect that value proposition to continue through the entire construction process and then on to the 20, 30-year life of the building. Sure, right? sure. Absolutely. In all reality, they're looking for their next big venture with the data that came out of the building, right? Right. <laughs> they're trying to figure out their next product line, so yeah. it's like, we need all the data we can yeah. get. They're right? so yeah. used to yeah. using data, right? Yeah, right. right. It, yeah. It's crazy. And, yeah. and when, I mean, I come from the estimating world, when you would have... A, a renovation project before you would you would get a set of blueprints, but it was completely inaccurate. So you had to whack it with fifty percent extra. <laughs> they weren't real. Uh, no, it's crazy. So, every time, Chris. Every time. I tell you, man. And and if you have your model and it's actually the model of your building, I mean, you'll get tighter estimates. The cost of of keeping up that building for the next thirty years goes down significantly. It's it's a much higher cost than just the original construction of the building. Oh yeah, dwarfs it right. So. That's why we never put the entire cost of ownership into the, the construction price. <laughs> so nothing would ever get built in this world. Right. <laughs> but all right, so we've got the we've got the traditional layout side, and I know that that to take a step also is is we're using this data in a lot of different ways, right? And so we're seeing that a lot of this, whether it's whether this point collection is a single point, you're doing points layout, but you guys are also seeing a lot more. And I think laser scanning, those kind of technologies are also getting more accessible because we're finding better ways to use that as well. Absolutely. Am I all wet on that? No, no, you're, you're okay. dead, dead on. <laughs> um, I mean, capturing the actual um, construction process in real time, whether it's during construction or, uh, or on renovations in the future, I mean, that's something that it doesn't take a lot of effort anymore. I mean, it, it really is something where you have a 3D laser scanner, you can capture that every day if you want during a construction project without using too much of your time and line it up with the model and show completion uh, type charts and, and basically track yourself. So it, making making the data more manageable has been probably a big thing that's moved us um, on the 3D scanning side, for sure. Right, because the deliverables are so easy to quantify. I mean, we have we have contractors all the time that start looking at this, and they, they always get into it for a single component, right? They're like, oh, man, if only I would have known where those PT cables were before we before we finished out, right? And But and all of a sudden, it just keeps building on it and keeps building on it. So eventually, you're like, well, 
there's no reason not to do this progressively throughout the entire project. Um, and I think that that's where this whole model slash slash point cloud slash everything else, I think that's where making this more accessible and not just this huge, you know, dumping ground of data, but making it so you can actually use it and make it actual. That's what's so exciting, I think, in the industry is going is that we're actually learning how to use this stuff. Oh, exactly. I mean, the the, the old school way, I mean, you had blueprints that were all filed away that were, were never looked at again. Right. I mean, it would just, I mean, and now if you have a live model, a working model that you're continuing to, to utilize throughout it, it just benefits everybody involved. Yeah, you're hitting it for everything. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're you're hitting it for things that you had no clue that you were going to want to hit it for. So it's just, it's just, and then that turns into oh, well, the next project we got to do this even sooner. We didn't we didn't start it until you know halfway through right. some phase, and it's like so it just keeps enhancing and expanding and expanding, and it's it's a good thing. And it does, and it, and it creates that that living, breathing, you know. We used to, you say we used to put them in drawers, and that's exactly right. Like blueprints used to find their way immediately into the drawer. And and to our fault, like I know for us to have been in this construction technology side for a while, like that was our our initial kind of we went home to that with the data too, is we're like, just capture it, we'll figure it out, you know, and, and it would go into a hard drive yeah. drawer <laughs> and never come out. But now that what's so nice is there's a lot of these these companies like Trimble that are coming in here and figuring out ways so you can stack that data, manage that data, and then even use it not just in the construction site, but later on you can actually find it and say, oh, hey, here was, you know, you want to know where this point cloud was that had this PT layout. Here it is. Um, and I think that that's what's so exciting is really making that that third dimension of data um, to be able to use it in, in over the entire life of the project. So um, now... You guys have also, we've talked about that. We've talked about points layout. We talked about that. One other thing that, that we're excited about is you guys have definitely kind of seen on a, on a holistic view, like the, the, the progression of the model. And it's not just a, it's not just a design tool anymore, but, you know, and Chris is comfortable with the design side, but you guys are more on the trade side as well. And that really seeing progression of the importance of having those good models on the trades. And that's something that you guys have been focused on over the past several years. And I mean, really making inroads there. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's, we, what we kind of call a constructible model, right? So you've got that design and a constructible model has content and, and data that's a data-rich model to be able to do these estimates, to produce costs, um, to be able to, to fabricate or, or prefabricate depending on um, the process you're involved with. So, I mean, people talk about, again, with, with companies, uh, something that is kind of relatable, Netflix, where the data or the content is kind of king, right? Content is king as part of what Amazon, Netflix, I mean, that's in the construction industry, the content and data for these models has become sort of a differentiator. And that's something that, that we've focused on and being able to use that, that content throughout the, like I said, the entire life cycle from design all the way through. Do you agree, Chris? Of course I agree. <laughs> I next we're talking, about, you we're talking about full usage of data. Of course I agree. <laughs> But no, I think. But I think that that was the missing link. Was as these tools continue to get more sophisticated, they're also becoming more simple. And with that simplicity, then these trades are able to see the value in that. And you're not you're not spending all your time like jockeying data and figuring out how to use you know yeah. sophisticated tools for lack of a better word. But you're like, hey, I can go in here. I still do the same job I was doing last year, but I'm doing it in a much more. Uh, I, I guess I would say suitable environment to the trade that I'm actually working. Right. In. And everything, I think that's the power of it. I think everything's kind of becoming more granular. I mean, before it was just right. the big model. Now it's like, hey, what's in the northeast quadrant of the model? Well, now it's like, okay, what's in the first floor of the northeast? Okay, now it's like, what's in the what's in the mechanical system? I mean, so, I mean, the fact that you can drill in and and, and easily just grab you know small chunks of it, you know, it just makes it that much more uh, consumable. 
Yeah, yeah, it really is, and it's, it's slicing and dicing. This thing has been a very, very exciting thing that's that's starting to happen. Is you get what you want, and nothing more, and nothing less. So, um, and I, I think that's kind of one of the exciting things. So, what else is there? What else is there in 2018 that you guys are kind of looking over the looking over the fence on that you're excited about? Well, we've gotten into some of the augmented reality type things with with Hololens. I knew and... it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It's uh, well, it's 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 something people ask a lot about, and and while it's not. Um, I mean, there's a limited amount of things that can be used for, like any new technology. Um, it is it is exciting to think about that. And, and you talk about usability. Um, we we consider sort of a lot of technology we're, we're introducing today to be very usable, but it only gets better going forward. And something like augmented reality gives you the visual aspect of it and, and sort of can put it in the hands of anybody and they can understand it. And so, it contextualizes it. I mean, I, yes. think, I think that's Definitely. the takeaway from yeah. it is you understand what you're looking at yeah. as soon as you put it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's just that other, you know, that other aspect of being able to break it down into smaller chunks. I mean, it's, it's actually, I don't know if you say the limitation is actually kind of helping uh, push it forward. I would but, say that. But the fact yeah. that, I mean, the, I mean, the fact that you have to force yourself to, you can't just dump the whole kitchen sink model in there, right? You have to break it down into the system that you truly care about. If you, before it would just be like, push everything in and you're like, okay, now how do I weed through everything to actually get what's truly beneficial to me right now? And almost the fact that you can't shove the kitchen sink in there is is almost a godsend to help it actually move and, forward. And you talk about uh, the usability on it. I mean, in terms of the way, um, again, our industry has, has gained acceptance in it, I'd say that's, um, again, the, the, the different people involved in it. Being able to, to see it is, is one aspect of it, but I would say that being able to see the benefits of it is, is right. kind of the other part of it, right? I mean, it, it, again, with a layout tool or with a scanner, being able to really immediately touch and see and like, okay, I get why we're doing this. Um, we kind of over the years, I've met many construction people that resist technology. And I, I, I always remember uh, someone talking about, okay, well, these 3D models are basically being built just for these young kids coming out of college that don't understand construction. So they can see where the door is because a, a, an old school guy could look at a, a 2D blueprint and he knows where the elevations are called out and he knows how to root that blueprint. Well, that's that's great. That's a specialty thing that they can do, but making it accessible to all, to that person that doesn't know how to read the blueprint like that um, is, is what's getting more people involved in construction as well. Yeah. Well, and then also the fact that all the new technologies are kind of alleviating the need to dump all this information into the blueprint. I mean, it's in the model. So, I mean, you don't need to actually have to annotate every single little thing right. about that construction because you can now access that information in other ways down the road. So, And I, and when you go back to that accessibility, I mean, that's one of the interesting things that I see, especially when we're talking about mixed reality and that kind of thing is you can put a stakeholder, you can put a owner's kid, you know, they put on that headset and they can see the exact same thing that someone who's been doing this trade for 30 sure. years, yep. you know, and so it does have a place in the job site. Even today, even though I, we all agree that we're in the, the founding moments of this, you know, there's immediate benefit to saying, hey, I can show you what I'm going, what I what I envision. And I think that's one of the exciting things is really bringing that technology to bring the message out and to, to have people speaking in the same language, you know, and a uh, if you're looking at, let's say, clash detection, you're looking out there on a site with with mixed reality with a HoloLens on, everybody gets right away what just happened. Yep. Whereas if you're staring at a bunch of plan pages, yeah. that's a tough conversation to have with someone who's not in it every day. Oh, yeah. And, and I would even <laughs> say, I'd go one step further and say the younger generation that, that we you need to go into the industry, uh, 
basically gets it even more. They, these young, these young <laughs> kids out there, they, uh, they get it even more because they understand, I mean, video games, augmented reality, screens and such uh, more than any other generation. And those are the ones that you need to get interested in the industry. So it's, it's sort of a kind of a double, a double whammy right there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's actually a, a whole enticing, almost marketing piece, you know, for the industry. Because, I mean, kids are just thinking, I don't want to go bang a hammer around. But, I mean, if I can analyze it in a different way and bring my own knowledge to it, more power to them. Right. I could see my kids going and doing <laughs> doing AR. <laughs> oh, yeah. AR. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. So, so we're coming up against the end here. But, but I got I to gotta ask one more question. I'd be remiss. I mean, we're talking about Trimble. We're talking about the field technologies group here. And, and, and Joe, you coming from, from more of the trades perspective. But there's got to be some stuff in the immediate time frame that Trimble's coming out with that maybe gets you a little bit excited. So what are you guys releasing in the near future that you can kind of give us a little heads up on? Sure. Uh, so we are uh, we're releasing the the RTS five seven three. Uh, it's a it's a new instrument that basically is geared right here on foundations. Mark that tape so. right there. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, we're releasing that and and obviously uh, looking to put that um, that instrument, which is at a little bit of a lower price end, into more and more contractors. Right, um, we, we're talking about gaining adoption um, across more and more trades, and and that's that's kind of an exciting thing for us because we want. We want there to be a tool for everybody, um, everyone from a smaller contractor or a specialty contractor all the way through to the large guys. And that, that's that's kind of the point of uh, sort of the portfolio adjustment that we're making with that move. And, and it's for me, it's so exciting because this the 573 really resonates with kind of that market feedback that you guys have always used. But I mean, this gun is, is built out of customer feedback to say, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had a gun with ridiculous DR range, you know, that we could use because most of the time we build in the sun. You know? yeah. Let's make a gun that's just made to work outside. And I think this is a fantastic response to that. And it kind of checks every box for everything you guys have been asked for for the past couple of years. <laughs> yes, we are listening to you. <laughs> so, so, and that's available, of course, from your Building Point partners and, and uh, throughout the channel, the RTS 573. Um, you'll be seeing a lot more from us on the Building Point side of that because we're, we're really excited about this. And like you said, it really creates a great story from end to end. You know, you've got the, the 573, 673, 773, 873. Um, you know, you combine that with the RPT solutions and it's a really comprehensive portfolio that, I don't think you guys have any holes. I think it's no. We filled the gap. We it's got almost it all. like you designed it. Like someone sat down and figured <laughs> that out. Planning. <laughs> so, Someone's planning. Yeah. So, well, Joe, this has been fantastic. I really want to thank you for taking the time to come down to sunny Florida and talk to us today. So, yeah, thanks for having me. And, and uh, so, of course, we want you guys feedback. Feedback is so important here on Foundation. So make sure you reach out to us uh, via your Building Point partners. Or we make it easy, so you can reach out to us on Twitter, at FoundationsBP, or through LinkedIn. And make sure you subscribe to this on uh, your favorite podcast clients, so SoundCloud, um, Google Play, or iTunes. On behalf of the entire Foundations and Building Point team, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on Foundations. Stay up to date on each episode by subscribing via iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. 